everybody, and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I'm your host, Cole Martins, and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. Either you can message me questions on the topic and even tweet with me during the shows. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to alerts when the newest episodes are released. And that was ep- uh, the podcast on all major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, uh, also iHeartRadio and other major platforms out there. So make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast to follow the show. Also, I'd like to thank my brother Landon Martin for the amazing artwork on the page. And to see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M R M A N C Y L A M. Coming on today's episode, we're talking about wrestling and the pay per view, a premium live event, I should say, on Saturday. That is WWE's Crown Jewel over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, eight total matches on that card, and a lot of uh, four titles in total on the line as well. A lot of big matches this one, including the main event, Roman Reigns taking on Logan Paul. We also had the Roman Championship on the line between Bailey, uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair in a last woman standing match. The Undisputed Tag Team Championships were on the line between the Usos and Brawling Brutes. The WWE Women's Tag Team Championships was on the line between Asuka and Alexa Bliss taking on Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Bobby Lashley faced off with Brock Lesnar. The OC took on the Judgment Day. Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre faced off in a steel cage, and Amos and Braun Strowman took on each other in a big man match. But again, eight total matches on the night. A lot of great action throughout the night as well as this card. I think surprised a lot of people. Yes, usually these cards don't mean too much to the future of the company, but again, we'll have to wait and see what this could lead to. But overall, I thought this was a great card. This is probably one of the better. If not the best Saudi Arabia card so far that WWE has done. I thought it was a lot of great action night and a lot of surprising uh, matches as well that I think came out at the end that I didn't think it were going to end that way. Uh, but overall, a lot of great action in this paper uh, premium live event. And let's get into the first match we'll talk about, which will be the main event on the night, which is for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, which the champion Roman Reigns took on. The social media superstar, Logan Paul. Uh, both these guys, of course, Roman Reigns being the experienced veteran, being in the champ for over two years now. Logan Paul, the only his third match of his wrestling career, going against the champion. Of course, it's a, just a box office draw pretty much for WWE in this one. Uh, but again, i got to give all the credit to the world to Logan Paul and what he's done because he's been absolutely incredible in the ring and he continued to do it in this one. Uh, Logan Paul came out with nobody behind him. He has his brother, uh, Jake Paul, there as well. And also two of his friends, it looked like, to help him out with the bloodline were to interfere. We also had Roman Reigns, who came up with, just with Paul Heyman. So it's pretty much a one-on-one match for the beginning of this one. This Also, another cool thing that WWE did in this one is the drones in the sky. They had the drones making, like, the... I think they made, like, the something with the bloodline. They did something for Logan Paul. Oh, they made the Roman Reigns and uh, Logan Paul in the sky with the drones. It was just really cool. They did stuff for Drew McIntyre and his uh, sword in the sky at one point with drones. They did a bunch of other stuff with the drones as well, lighting up the sky and showing this big image over the stadium. I hope maybe does more of that with the open stadium because that was a really, really cool thing to see. And I would love to see some more of that as well. Uh, but in this match overall, it began with Roman Reigns kind of showing his dominance a little bit at first, beating up on Logan Paul. Logan Paul would get a little things in there, but not a lot to scare off Roman Reigns at the beginning. At one point, we would see Logan Paul take a look, get a little bit of advantage and knock him out of the ring. We'd see Logan Paul hit a buckshot lariat at one point, stealing a page from Hangman Adam Page. Uh, pretty cool. He did pretty good in that one as well. It was pretty impressive what he was able to do with that one. 
Then we would see these two go out inside, outside the ring for a little bit. We'd see Logan Paul beat up Roman Reigns for a quick little bit as he hit a pair of Superman punches to Roman Reigns that screwed that screw they kept on mentioning his hands. He was able to kick out at a late two count where we would see Roman Reigns draw out of the ring. We would see Sir Logan Paul set him on top of the ta announcing table. He would grab a cell, his cell phone, record himself doing a five-star frog splash outside the ring, taking out Roman Reigns and himself, which would have the Usos then come out, and we'd see Paul's entourage outside near the barricade where we'd see the Usos grab them, beat the hell out of them, which had Logan, uh, Jake Paul come out and beat up on the Usos, which would have Solo Sokoa come out and have a Jake Paul versus Solo matchup there outside. We'd see all of them beat the living hell of each other to the point where all, I think all five of those men, or six of those men were outside the ring down. We'd see Roman Reigns hit a Superman punch, then hit a spear, and then finally that was it. We would see Roman Reigns win the match and retain the WWE Universal, or undisputed WWE Universal Championship. But overall, an actually very, very good match. Again, Logan Paul continues to impress. He does a, has been done an amazing job uh, throughout this match. I thought Jake Paul played his part very well in this one, kind of showing uh, his boxing skills, I guess we want to call that a little bit. Uh, everybody just played their role perfectly in this one. I thought it led to a very entertaining and exciting match. Again, we all hopefully knew that Logan Paul was not going to win this match. It very slim or none if that was going to happen. It had been crazy if WWE would have pulled the trigger on that one. But Roman Reigns and Logan Paul putting on a hell of a match. It looked like Logan Paul's been doing this for years almost, it seems like at this point. He looks very good in the ring. He looked clean. Yes, there's points where it looked, didn't look so clean at all. When he tried doing the sweet chin music because he's being trained by Shawn Michaels. That looked very, very ugly in my opinion. But again, when you're third ever match in WWE, I am not going to be mad about that. You're going to have some spots where you look don't look clean. But it looked like they were him and Roman Reigns were in very good connection. They looked like they were could talk throughout this entire match. It looked like nothing looked too ugly at any point. Uh, but overall, fantastic match. Great job by Logan Paul and Roman Reigns in this one. As the, again, all the credit in the world to Logan Paul for doing what he's doing in there because it just shows that yes, celebrities will get you a draw, but at points as well, they can make make everything look good as well. The only bad news for Logan Paul is we will not be seeing him in WWE ring for probably about nine months because when he delivered that frog splash outside of the ring, I believe his knees must have hit the table in a very weird way because he tore his, I think it was meniscus, ECL, and MCL while doing that. So Logan Paul is going to need to get surgery done on his knee, which is going to, again, probably take him out for about nine months, if that even. So those, the social media superstar will be out for a little while here. But I won't be surprised if he comes back any at some point too, because uh, a lot of people now are thinking that we're gonna get Jake and Logan Paul going for the uh, uh, tag team championships at WrestleMania, but that could be now scrapped. So hopefully now we go back to the idea of maybe we get Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens or someone like that taking it back from um, some new bigger tag team that could do it. Of course, there's spe speculations of Sami Zayn also taking the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns as well. So again, we will just have to wait and see. But again, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns. All the credit in the world now. What an impressive match. Fun match to watch. And again, Roman Reigns will retain his undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Next, we had the Raw Women's Championship on the line in the co-main event as it was the champion Bianca Belair taking on Bayley in a last woman standing match in this one. Again, another good fun match that went all over the place in this one. Both these women were all over the place in the uh Ring, uh, ringside area, and also going up the ramp. Uh, we even see at one point Bailey pull out a 
golf cart and looked like an attempt to hit Bay, uh, Bel Air, which did not look that clean at all. Uh, they would end up climbing on top of that golf cart on the top of the stage, and we would see them fight on top of that until we see Bailey get knocked down on there. We'd see Bianca drive the golf cart back to the ring where she would throw her off, and I think she was supposed to throw her through the table, but missed her, which instead she powerbombed through the table. Finally, she would take out uh, Bailey's knee for a little while and trap her underneath the stairs with and a ladder to keep her down for the 10 count, which allowed the EST to pick up the win in this one. Uh, but overall, again, another good match, I would say. It was a fun match. I thought they did a good job with this one. Uh, Try to be unique with a lot of things in this, and I think it worked out pretty well between these two. We had, uh, again, a lot of little great little spots in this one. I can't fully remember every single one of them right now, but uh, either way, it was a, it worked out great, I believe, in my opinion. I thought everything was good. A lot of people were expecting Bailey to win this one, but again, I'm not surprised she did it. Bianca Belair, again, just won the championship at SummerSlam. I thought it was kind of hard to see Bailey take the win in this one. Is this going to be the end of the rivalry? I feel like it almost is going to be, because I think we've been kind of running this one a little bit too long now. And I think it's time to step away. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe they'll run it until Survivor Series where we could get a war game match between Damage Control. Maybe add them adding somebody else going against... Oh, we might have that somebody else being um, Nikki Cross, which we'll go over that one here in a little bit as well. Uh, we'll see maybe a team of Bianca Belair, Asuka, uh, Alexa Bliss, and possibly somebody else as well in a Worms game match. We'll have to wait and see. But that is something to keep an eye on. But again, Bailey. Uh, is not able to do it. Bianca Belair hangs on, wins this match by trapping her opponent and making sure she could not get up as Bianca Belair retains the Raw Women's Championship. For the Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the Usos took on the Brawling Brutes. Uh, very uh, The Jimmy and Jay Uso for the Usos and then the Brawling Brutes had Butch and Rich Holland. Sami Zayn and so Sokoa and Sheamus were not at ringside for this one. Just let this is a straight-on two-on-two matchup. No distractions. Nobody to bother anybody. Uh, this was a very interesting, powerful match for both these guys. They were all over the place in the ring and outside, uh, beating the hell out of each other. We would see Sheamus and uh, excuse me, uh, Sheamus Holland and uh, Butch end up doing Sheamus's move by hitting him in the, on the ropes a couple times. White, then we'd see the white noise get dropped by Holland as well. So both days, uh, the brawling brutes were kind of show off some of the moves that their mentor has taught them in Sheamus. A uh, very good back and forth match in this one. They had a lot of good uh, double team moves and everything like that. We'd see a double fog splash for the Usos that looked like that was going to be a win, but we would see a, the pin get broken up. We would see uh, some other things happening throughout the match, but the key thing that happened this one was at the very end, as we would see the Usos were able to rally and hit a uh, avalanche, I guess, I guess an avalanche 1D from the top rope, and Picking up the win in that one. Again, a great match by all four of these guys. It was a very fun one. A lot of great action in this one. And again, Usos continue to be one of the best tag teams in all of wrestling right now as they win this one again. Uh, again, don't, don't just be surprised if they hold on to these titles. At least tell the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania somewhere in that area. But again, it's they've been doing an amazing job in this run. They are now, I think, only a couple weeks away from, or even I think a week and maybe a half away from breaking the New Day's championship record for tag team holding the tag team titles, which this Friday they will be facing the New Day for the, the tag team titles. Well, I mean, uh, defend their tag team titles, I should say. So, again, that will be a formula to watch. That will be the last test they have before they break 
the New Day's title record. So, again, should be fun to see that one on Friday night. But, again, the Usos defeat the Brawling Brutes and retain their undisputed tag team championships. And the fourth and final title that was on the line on the night was Asuka and Alexa Bliss. I should say that for noon because the show played at noon in the morning for us here in the United States. Uh, but, again, Asuka and Alexa Bliss, the new women's tag team champions, they won the titles on Monday night, took on Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Uh, so this one, again, a very quick match as we've seen some aggressive from Alexa Bliss in this one, beating up on Kai. Uh, but these two were going everywhere on each other back and forth. Sky and Asuka got a great reaction when they got in the ring together and they went back and forth again. We got mentioned from that these two were partners in Japan and all that stuff. There's a lot of, actually, I should go over this a little bit because I don't think I mentioned it here. But we got a lot of great information from uh, Michael Cole in this one. Talking about Michael Cole in our Bad News Barrett. Uh, Wade Bear, I should say, in this one about other companies, which is very surprising. We heard stuff from New Japan. We heard stuff about all the stuff going on in Japan and all the companies these other wrestlers were partners or friends at. So it was great to hear that WWE was doing that. We even Again, the mentioning New Japan is kind of big too with Kyle Anderson holding a uh, title over there, which we'll go over that here in a little second as well. Uh, but in this women's safety match, uh, it was, was all over the place. So we got some, uh, looked like at one point the uh, tag team champs were going to retain and we're going to finish this one off. But then out of nowhere, while the ref was distracted, Nikki Cross would come out and hit Alexa Bliss out of nowhere. I think hitting her finisher, I believe, as well at one point off the top rope, which allowed Kai to crawl over, pin Alexa Bliss, and win the Women's Tag Team Championships back for damage control. So again, damage control now, I believe, are two-time Women's Tag Team Champions after that. And again, I'm okay with the results. It was a great match. I thought it was a fun match. I think all four of these women did a good job. The results, though, a little iffy in my opinion, only because, yes, Bliss and Asuka only held the title for five days and then they lose it. Kind of wondering, too, wonder why that was. It couldn't be for Nikki Cross just to screw them over and uh, do that. But again, I guess makes more hatred in the rivalry, maybe, or something like that as well. But again, kind of surprising they did it like that. I'm not a big fan of it. Just could have had them retain the titles and did this match again and just have Cross do that either way. Again, makes no sense to me whatsoever why they decided to do it. I'm not a big fan of it. So, yes, I would give the magic a thumbs up, but I would give the way the storytelling is a thumbs down right now because, again, it makes no sense. Now we're just setting up another possibly rematch for these two to settle it once again. Or these four, I should say, to settle it once again. But overall, fun match to watch. Just not a big fan of the storytelling uh, that has been being used to tell this. But, again... Have a good Skype there. Got to give a damage control of the titles back because they are the one true tag team in this one and probably the only true tag team in of all WWE right now for the women's division. And if they're going to give them these titles back, hopefully they keep the titles for quite a while now as well. But again, Dakota Kai and Neo Sky have won their titles back. So again, Asuka and Alexa Bliss and now are two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Again, Dakota Kai and Neo Sky. Next, we go to the match that began the night, which was Bobby Lashley taking on Brock Lesnar. Two big men going after each other in this one as a pretty much start off pay-per-view nice and quick. We'd see both these guys have some pretty good entrances to the ring before they got in the ring. And, well, actually, we didn't even see Lesnar get in the ring before this match started because the Almighty ended up attacking Lesnar outside the ring, taking out his knee and the ring steps, which would cause Lesnar to be limping throughout the match. We'd see Les Lashley have control throughout this starting this match as he was spearing Brock Lesnar. I think he feared him four times before he finally got him in the ring where we would see him kick out. 
then finally Brock Lesnar would get back into it. He'd get a three or four suplexes before hitting an F5, which we would see Bobby Lashley kick out. Then we would see a little bit more action between these two before Lashley would end up getting the hurt lock on Brock Lesnar, which was very impressive that he was able to do that on Brock Lesnar because I didn't think he would be able to clench his fingers with how big Brock Lesnar was. Lesnar was trying to power out of it and would, uh, could not do it as he was getting weaker and weaker. Brock Lesnar then came up with the idea to run towards the rope, push off the rope, and get uh, Bobby Lashley's shoulders on the ground, which would end up being a one, two, three, and Brock Lesnar win the match that way. And then Lesnar, actually not being happy with the way things went, would put Brock Lesnar back in the hurt lock until he pretty much fainted and passed out, leaving Bobby Lashley the last one standing in the ring, which, again, very interesting the way they did that because they made Bobby Lashley pretty much the heel in this one, even though he was still greeting the fans while he was going out. So Bobby Lashley playing... Kind of both both these guys playing both directions of the fan as a heel and face. But overall, this was a fun match and it had a great a lot of great things in it, I thought. Uh, very surprising to see Bobby Lashley as a dominant superstar in this match. So I'm okay with that one as well, too. I think it was very interesting and a very different way to do it. Because every time I think we've watched a Lesnar match, he's dominated the match. And the other opponent is the one who had to do something to sneak away a victory in that one. But overall... I thought it was great. I think both guys did this correctly. And then, of course, is leading to more action coming up here in the future between these two as well, you got to believe. So it should be fun to watch and see what's going to happen. Won't be surprised if both these guys are in some, doing something at Survivor Series against each other. But overall, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was entertaining. Had a little surprising results as well. But overall, we kind of WWE showing off that they, they have a good save. Lashley has more power than Brock Lesnar, so... We'll see if next time we see Lesnar in the ring against Lashley, we see a more pissed off Lesnar, which I think could lead to some uh, great action in a match between these two again. And we'll see what happens here in the future. But again, Brock Lesnar is able to beat Bobby Lashley in the match. But again, Lesnar did not look dominant in this one at all. Lashley ran pretty much his entire match after injuring Lesnar's knee. And he showed up knocking out Lesnar at the end of the match, or making Lesnar pass out, I should say, and leaving the ring with a... Very beat up Lesnar. But again, Brock Lesnar picks up the win in that one. Next, we have the OC of AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gatos taking on the Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio, Finn Ballard, and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley at ringside. This was a very interesting match between these two teams. A very fun one as well. Uh, some side notes to mention before the match began Rhea Ripley came out with having her hair look like Beth Phoenix. So that might have given away the tease of who might be coming out here to help out the OC at some point in the future. I'm going to be guessing that's got to be happening soon because it did not happen in this match, which I was very shocked. I was expecting it to happen uh, during this, but it did not. So again, we'll wait and see who is going to be helping out the OC here very sooner rather than later. But again, Rhea Ripley styled their hair to look like Beth Phoenix's hair. So again, might be a little tease to who might be coming to help out the OC here sooner than later. Then Michael Cole actually said the words Bullet Club, which blew my mind he met and mentioned new japan all the time because they'd always just call it the club but michael cole mounted bullet club multiple times in this match which we know luke gals andrew carl anderson aj styles and finn ballard were all part of finn ballard being the one who created it aj styles being the second leader and carl anderson and luke gals also uh inaugural members of that group as well so to hear that on wwe tv is absolutely incredible it's great to hear they even mentioned that carl anderson was the uh, champion over in New Japan right now. And again, that just gives me more, more hope that something could be in a mixture for WWE here in the future that they're wanting to mention other companies and mention their past 
on WWE TV, and it's great to hear. It's awesome to hear. It's good to know that WWE recognizes now that, hey, there's other companies out there, yes. We won't mention their past. It's okay. Again, WWE is the number one mainstream wrestling company in the world. And getting other companies recognition as well is not a bad thing to have, I think, in my opinion. I think it's good for the wrestling business to be able to have other fans watch other stuff, see other things that they might enjoy or like and hope and kind of have a more interest in other companies. And I think that's a great thing for everybody to have that. And thankfully, WWE is mentioning all these places in Japan where these guys used to wrestle. And mentioning the Bullet Club, which is a huge part of the wrestling industry in the past. And currently still is a big part of it today. Is a great thing, I think, for wrestling overall. And glad that Michael Cole and Barrett were mentioning these things on the commentary table. And again, it might have been a mistake. But again, either way, they did say it multiple times. But I'm happy they did. And hopefully, they keep doing it here in the future as well. But let's get back to the match here. Uh, a lot of great action between these guys. As Anderson Balor began the t for the each team. But both of them, all of them are switching tags left and right. It seemed like at one point between all of them. Uh, Styles and Mysterio got into it. Of course, what happened was Mysterio beating Styles recently. Those two uh, Mysterios, uh, Styles wanted to get his hands on Mysterio before we would start seeing quite a few double teams in the corner. And this match became all over the places. We'd see double teams all the time, some, some triple teams at some point. Well, you can see all both these teams were very well connected. Uh, the crowd started getting into the match very a lot as well, which is great to see. Even though this crowd got into the, a lot of the matches real easily compared to United States fans and other fans. Again, Saudi Arabia doesn't get to see too much wrestling at times, so everything they see is probably a very unique thing, a very cool thing to see. So I'll give them the credit on that one. Uh, but it was a fun match overall, but we would see, finally, Rhea Ripley would get involved. She would attack Styles to give Finn Balor an opportunity to get in the ring, hit the coup de gras, and score the victory. So Judgment Day, once again, standing tall. It was a great match. Again, I... I think a lot of people were expecting those C to get their mystery partner out on the night. So I think a lot of people were sitting there waiting for it. It just never happened, which again, is fine. Yes, it took a little away from the match. So I think a lot of people just had their hopes up on that one. But overall, great match. I thought it was a fun match to watch. Judgment Day continues to look strong, which I'm 100% okay with. Because we were told, I was told, uh, from my read, that Judgment Day was supposed to get a major push here. Uh, so hopefully that leads to Finn Balor having a bigger presence here in the future. And so again, hopefully something big happens for him. Maybe we get Dominic Mysterio and... Damian Priest going for the tag team titles at some point as well. Of course, Rhea Ripley, now that she's healthy to compete here once again, hopefully she can get a shot for the Raw Women's Championship sooner rather than later because I think Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley would tear off the roof at one point here, having a great match between those two. So we'll see what happens here in the future. But again, Judgment Day with another impressive victory. OC still going to be looking for some help. I'm expecting this rivalry to continue on for a little bit more because we gotta still got to figure out who's going to stop Rhea Ripley. I think this has been a good time to do it to kind of almost get towards that ending point for this rivalry. But it's going to continue here at least for another pay-per-view or two. So this might... Uh, I mean, it's got to almost go to Survivor Series. I think Survivor Series has to be the end of it because after that is Royal Rumble. And I think they want to continue our rivalry going to the Royal Rumble. I think that's probably the point where you should try to start building some new things up at that point. But again, Judgment Day picks up the win in this one. I'm expecting OC's uh, mystery partner to be able to be coming out here sooner rather than later. Next, we had Karrion Cross taking on Drew McIntyre in a steel cage match. This is a third match between the two. Karrion Cross winning the first two of that series. So we'll see if Drew McIntyre can finally get advantage of Karrion Cross. These two went at each other from bell to bell in this one as they were beating the living hell at each other at one point left and right. We would see Drew McIntyre have a good advantage in this match through most of it. Kieran Cross trying to do what he could to try to take out Drew McIntyre at times. But again, 
the Scottish warrior was just too strong at points. It looked like he was not didn't have enough to take him down. And then we these two went at each other for multiple times. And then we seen at one point Drew McIntyre trying to escape the cage. That's when Scarlet got involved, and she would spray McIntyre again in the eyes with that spray, which we would see Cross try to crawl out of the ring and pick up the victory. But we would see Drew McIntyre drag Cross back in, beat him up for a little bit. Then we still would go back and forth once again. To the point where we'd see McIntyre hit a very quick, out of nowhere, uh, hitting his finisher. I forgot what it was. Uh, Claymore. Yeah, Claymore. Sorry, I forgot what his finisher was for a second there. Uh, He'd hit that. We would see Drew McIntyre slowly trying to climb over the cage. Where we'd see Scarlett struggling to open the gate because she locked it herself. And trying to let her husband get out. Or or whatever she is to him. Uh, but either way, we would see Drew McIntyre, his feet hit the ground first. He would pick up the victory as Cross was halfway out. And Drew McIntyre finally picks up a win over Karrion Cross. Uh, I believe this thing going to be the end of that everybody likes. But it was a fun match overall. I thought, I thought it was a good one to see. But again, I do not expect this to be the end of it. I feel like they have one more match between these two. So we'll have to wait and see where that could lead to. But again, McIntyre finally gets a win over Cross. But I see one more match between these two before... They finally call it quits. And last but not least, the final match of the night we'll talk about was the battle between the two giant men as Amos took on Braun Strowman, the monster versus the giant, which we <laughs> very, very much a spectacle to watch between these two. But again, both these guys, even though they are pretty big guys, were moving pretty well in this match as they're moving back and forth. As we see Amos control the beginning of this match for the most part, uh, but then when Braun Strowman would finally get advantage, uh, so he lifted it for the body slam, but it was no problem for almost lift him up as well as both these guys were moving, trying picking each other up left and right. Finally, we would see Braun Strowman pick up almost. We would see him slam him into the mat with the power slam and end up picking up the win in this one. Uh, yeah, it was a good match. I thought there was a lot of good action. And, I, and yes, it wasn't a five-star match, but for these two big men to do what they were doing in the ring was very impressive by these guys. I thought it was a, actually a very good quality match between two big guys. Usually when you see two big guys in WWE, it's a very slow match. It's very much just them trying to beat the living hell of each other to the point where no, nothing too fancy. But in this one, they did some good moves. I thought they were moved around pretty well. But I think they showed off why these two men are both unique. Uh, very fun match for both these guys. And again, Braun Strowman being the newer guy coming back, it's obvious. I think it was pretty obvious that he should have been the one to pick up the win in this one. Even though if Amos would have won, I think that would look good for his character as well. But both these guys, I think, grew their stock in this one. I think both of them look very well. I thought it was a fun match to watch, but again, Braun Strowman pick up the win in this one, and showing that he's the more dominant big guy in WWE as of right now. And one more thing did happen during the Crown Jewel show, and that was Bray Wyatt came out to talk to the audience. He pretty much kind of talked about his emotions and all that in the ring before a package came up, showing off Uncle Howie and uh, other characters that were shown in the past, kind of showing them that you were going to come to understand this what is going on a few sooner than later. We will take over and all the stuff like that before the promo ended and we went to the main event on the night. Uh, but again, another interesting little promo. Again, nothing too crazy to talk about in this one, but pretty much the Bray Wyatt character continues to grow and grow each week. Uh, a lot of people saw a character at one point. I think it was on Friday Night Smackdown where they saw a figure that almost looked like a woman that looked like Jigsaw at one point in the, ba- in the package. So again... Maybe we're getting teases of characters in these packages as things continue to go. But again, we'll have to wait and see what is happening with Bray Wyatt, which I'm expecting sooner rather than later. We'll start seeing him get back in the ring and get in some matches. 
and also we'll see the development of some of these characters as well but again as of right now we gotta wait and see what all this stuff is going to lead to but overall the show fun show to watch i thought it was again one of the be better crown jewel shows and maybe one of the, the best crown jewel show that they have had over in saudi arabia uh, again a lot of great action we only had one title change of the night and that was EO Sky and Dakota Kai retaining, taking their women's tag team title, women's tag team championships back from Asuka and Alexa Bliss. And then the other matches as well. We'll go through everything once again. We had Roman Reigns retain his Universal WWE Championship or undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Logan Paul. Bianca Belair retained her Raw Women's Championship against Bailey. We would have the Usos retain their undisputed tag team championships over the Brawling Brutes. Also, we had Brock Lesnar beat Bobby Lashley in a very competitive match. The Judgment Day beat the OC. Drew McIntyre beat Karrion Cross, And Braun Strowman beat Almost. Again, fun night overall. A lot of great action on the night. I thought it was good. Hopefully this show kind of builds up some more things now. As we get ready to go to Survivor Series, which is going to happen here in a... About, I believe it would be three weeks, I want to say. Yeah, about the 26th. So about two and a half weeks from now is when the Survivor Series pay-per-view is going to happen. So don't be shocked. A lot's going to be happening here on Raw and SmackDown here in a couple weeks. Especially since we got to set up War Game matches for that pay-per-view as well. I believe we're going to have two. One for the women, one for the men. So a lot of crazy things are probably going to be happening on Monday night, Monday and Friday nights right now. So make sure you keep an eye on everything that's happening on that one. So again, we'll be talking about... Try to be talking about everything as much as I can here on the show. Uh, we'll be talking, of course, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw tomorrow, on Tuesday, I should say. So we'll make sure we go over that one. Also, I will not be able to go over Friday this week, which will uh, back down this week because of me being out of town. But I'll try to do what I can to bring that back up to speed for you on that following Tuesday on Monday Night Raw also. But again, a lot of wrestling to talk about here in the next couple weeks. Is again, we get ready for now Survivor Series War Games, which will be a fun pay-per-view to watch. WWE's first ever time. Putting more games in the main roster should be, again, very interesting to see what they're going to do with that pay-per-view. But we'll have to wait and see who's going to be in those matches. you got to believe the Bloodline will be one of those teams in that match. And then we'll see who they could be going against. And also the women's one, i got to believe that'd be damage control as well. But again, we'll have to wait and see. That's going to build up here in the next couple of weeks. But again... That is all the wrestling I have to talk about here today. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. Don't forget, for the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show. You can tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. Again, the podcast is available on all major pod, uh, platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple uh, podcast, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and all other major platforms out there. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can download this podcast on there as well. So make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button because that's when the newest episodes are out. And so again, a reminder of a schedule coming up here for my podcast. We'll be starting off with Tuesday where we'll be talking about what happened on Monday Night Raw and also my sports podcast. Again, a lot happening this previous week. We had the World Series wrap-up. We had the NASCAR season wrap-up. We can talk about week nine and week nine in the NFL. What happened there is we had the half point, halfway point of the NFL season. Also, we got NBA to talk about, NHL, MMA, all this stuff. A lot of things happening right now as a lot of seasons get ready to hit the midpoint of their seasons. And also, again, the, the end of a lot of seasons as well. So, again, make sure you're tuning in to the sports podcast to hear my thoughts on everything that's happening in sports. 
Also, on Wednesday, we will be talking about what happened on WWE NXT and also talk about the NFL, where we'll be talking about week coming up, the upcoming games in week 10 of the NFL, and also talk about what happened in week 9 and my predictions for each of the games this week. Also, on Thursday, we'll be talking about what happened on AEW Dynamite and happened in that show. And then we, I'll be taking a break from this weekend, so sadly there will be no SmackDown show on Saturday because I will be going on a trip. So I will be out until next Tuesday, where again we will be talking about what happened on WWE Raw. I'll try to do some little highlights on how what happened on SmackDown and that one as well, just to kind of give a quick update because I'm guessing some of the big things that are going to happen on SmackDown being after the Crown Jewel pay-per-view and setting up for Survivor Series. So again, we'll try to review everything on that Raw episode uh, next Tuesday. And again, of course, on Tuesday as well, we'll be talking about sports once again. But again, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button alerts when all these episodes are released. Once again, I'm your host, Cole Martins. Thank you guys for joining me here, and you guys all have a great day.